So we're talking about what sustains you, and uh, you wrote a few lines about it. Is it maybe a good place to to start to just uh, remember some of what you had written? Um, yeah, I think I wrote about that. It's always it always comes back to the very simple and very physical things that has to do with being in my own body and experiencing it. Um, and it's not that that's what sustains me, but I think that's what reminds me of the connection to something that is bigger or deeper than what what my thoughts or fears are, are usually constraining me to. Um, so it, it, it's it, it's just by connecting to my body, I think I connecting to something, a place that is deeper inside me and it's true, it's a true place because I know it because it's a place where, and I think I wrote it too, where the potential of things is greater than the fear and the doubts mm-hmm. and the negative mm-hmm. talk. Um, and I have, I think I gain, I've gained access to this, to this, it's a new place for me and I've gained access to it in the past couple of years. Many times, first of all, I learned to discover it and to recognize it, and I, I've been able to come in and out of it for many times, but it, it never wins mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. other parts. So, um, so is it okay to maybe talk about one moment um, when um, you experience yourself going into that place of fear? Um, and and of how um, you know connecting with your body led you to something else. Uh, I don't, I don't think I have right now anything comes up any specific moment, but many times I can even like as simple as going to a yoga class, I can come into the class in a certain mood or with a certain heaviness or thought, like, you know, just um, bombarded with my own thoughts. And then I'll I'll get into the class and right at the beginning I will say to myself, oh, it's I'm so happy you came here now. Like, this is where you should be and it's it's so great to, to feel yourself again. And I could leave the class in just in a different place. Okay, so that's... Um you know, the very big difference between, on the one hand, the before moment is there is a heaviness, you're lost in your own thoughts and maybe fears, uh, and as soon as you start the class and you connect with your body or you start to, to, do, to do that, uh, already there's a change because then you're connecting to something else than the thoughts and fears, and, um, and you start to feel better. Right. Right, but then the thing is that it doesn't sustain. <laughs> um, okay. But uh, but of course I know that it's there, so that's that's different than mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the past. But yeah. Yeah. So there's a so at least it's a moment to break the chain or the yeah. routine or the the long term thing. So it might be that you might spend a lot of your time. Uh, with thoughts and worries and fears. Right. Um, but there are some moments when you're not. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
So, yeah, so, so how does it feel to describe it this way? Does it feel right, or is there something else you might want to say about it? Um, I think it's right. I just had another thought that um, I realized just lately the idea of, of um, you know, like for me there's always been a process of, you know, um, of a, like there was a journey, like as soon as I remember myself, like of always um, being aware of all these thoughts that I have. And um, I, I think it, when I started, like when I was old enough to reflect about it, I think I was, um, I thought that, that that was something that I should somehow cure or change. Like I, sh- I thought I should go to therapy to work with not thinking so much. Um, and, and I think it, it, it's a small nuance, but my understanding now that it's kind of, it's the nature of most people to have these thoughts, but, um, and some, but many people who, okay, so that's complicated. So many people maybe don't have these thoughts, but don't have also any issues with that, you know, they're very busy with just the life outside, the physical things, the, the technical parts, and, and that's fine and they are content. And for me, it was never the case. Because there was always like it's always more comfortable for me to dive deep inside, even if it's a very scary place or a very lonely place, which many people will maybe run away from. It's much easier for me to go there rather than to deal with the outside, like the, the technicality of life, the uh, redundancy of it, the, the dark sides of it, um, and even the just you know obnoxious everyday parts of life so and, and you know and I'm a pretty I mean I'm a pretty um, mainstream person I, I've never did something very you know out of uh, out of the box or too out of the box but uh, but just this realization that uh, that's something that I kind of came with this the ability to go that deep but also that's what I think that what stops me because I get that's my uh, my default, and I get stuck in these places. Um, I don't know. I think now I kind of lost. Let me let me just maybe repeat some of what you said to just try and see if it feels right. Um, uh-huh. So there's something about um, that you are, um, you know, your own way of uh, dealing with things is that you're somebody who tends to. Um, pay attention to inside um, right. as opposed to uh, somebody who is very much you know whose attention is focused on on the outside mm-hmm. um, and uh, in paying attention to what's inside um, there is um, you know, you you have in the past even been a little worried about is that right? You know, is that something I should be cured of? Is that something I should seek therapy for? But where you are right now is about thinking, no, that's the way I am. That's where my tendency is. That's what the mind functions. That's what I'm paying attention to. And so um, there is more of an acceptance of that's how you are. Right. And and an understanding that 
first of all, many people are like that, but also that, um, like anything else, my kind of my job or my challenge is to, 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 to make something positive from it. And r- rather than getting stuck with myself, because it's this thing that it could be, it's a great gift, but it's also a, a great challenge mm-hmm, at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, so the sense that, um, you know, that paying attention to inside, um, is something that could become actually a challenge or, uh, something where you get stuck in. And it's not a question then of giving it up or curing it in a way, but it's about redirecting it so that mm. you can do something with it. Right. Right, exactly. Yeah. But the process of redirecting it is extremely challenging for me. It's like, it's just really... Yeah, yeah. But so, in a way, it feels like we're talking about what could possibly be um, a sense of what your story is. That, um, you know, that sense of coming to grips with who you are and um, and and finding the balance between accepting yourself but also in what way do you change. So earlier... In your life, there was the idea of, well, maybe it's all wrong. You know, my attention to inside leads me to something that is actually more stuck and negative and needs to be, you know, corrected. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now there's a sense of, yeah, that's who I am. But, you know, how do I, um, you know, while accepting it, redirect it in a way that feels more productive? And, And so maybe that's your quest. So it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, and I think you pointed out, I don't know if it's, it's a little bit off track, but you, you just brought it up, um, the idea of how much, I, I think it's very, it's very, um, out there for me as working with kids too, as a therapist. So even like, even as a mother, um, how much, you let a person, or in this case, how much I let myself, um, you know, sink in my own mud and swim there and swim and stay and stay and stay until I'm ready to do something else and how much I need to rush myself out of there or help myself or get help from the outside or whatever it is. Um, and I think it's always a very fine balance of how much you let a person do what it he or she needs to do until there could be, until they're ready to, you know, there's something very developmental in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it becomes challenging when it can take years or I don't know how long. Um, and it becomes challenging to, uh, especially, you know, that because there's a big contrast with, uh, like, this is, this, this is something very slow and very internal and the outside world is working very fast and very outward mm-hmm. and like it's it's a big big contrast. Yeah. yeah. And I think, and I think that has been a huge struggle. I don't think I always understood it that way, but now I'm learning to um, to give it the the words. Um it's always been a struggle between you know having my my total pace and and accepting it 
or you know pushing myself to to do things a little different or and again sometimes people need to be pushed so so i think that's a question that is always kind of in the back of my mind both most first and foremost for myself but also again as you know as for my daughter or just you know working with other kids or mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. yeah yeah so so that um you know like Another angle on that issue we're talking about, about that central issue, um, is the sense that in your own life, as well as in, you know, uh, thinking of your role as a mother or your role as a speech therapist who deals with other kids, is to, where to find the balance between pushing and letting people be where they are, uh, pushing yourself and letting yourself be where you are. And there's no um, simple answer. So it's really no. something that, uh, so, so you know, in a way, you know, it's both your quest, your journey, and the constant learning of figuring it out as you go along and of not knowing. You know, there's no predetermined answer about that, and that's what you have to deal with moment by moment. True. And accepting that not knowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's something about... In a way, uh, you know, that, that burden of the not knowing. Because it would be nice to, in a way, if you know, for instance, that it's totally wrong to be, uh, you know, to have thoughts, to spend so much time in thoughts and worries, then you'd say, okay, this needs to be cured. And uh, then you have a firm answer. It's not necessarily easy to do it, but you know what to do. Uh, if, on the other hand, the idea is, fine, this is perfect, don't change a thing, then again, you know, you have like a general answer. But the difficulty is figuring out, you know, what to change and, you know, what to accept and what to change. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So as we're talking about this this way, does it feel a little more like a story that would be interesting to tell or not? Um... I'm not sure because there is no, usually when you hear these kind of stories, it leads to somewhere. <laughs> There's a place of growth or a place of achieving some, something. Um, and I, I don't think I, I, I think I'm really in the middle of the process. So mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. It's interesting in the future. <laughs> well, let me make a case for the, thing that's interesting, as far as I'm concerned, is what it's like to be in the middle of the process. Because the struggle that all of us have is when there is uncertainty. Right. Okay? Like, if we know for sure something, you know, in a way it's reassuring and it's wonderful and there's lots of, you know, great things about not having to worry... But then we don't have a problem, and then there's no need of what sustains me, okay? But the whole idea of the project is what do we need to do when we actually need to be sustained? And, um, you know, if you had the answer, you know, it's interesting in the sense of, well, here's how it worked out for this person, but it doesn't speak to you know, somebody who's in the middle of it. Right. You know? And the whole idea about it is the experience of in the middle 
of this uncertainty, how is it that you cope with not knowing? And what's it like? It's very hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it is very hard. I think I go, I go through periods. Um, I was thinking about it. Um, I think it requires a lot of uh, someone, a, a lot of uh, sustainment from the outside in a way that people kind of hold. You know, when I was, um, I always remember the story when I gave birth to my daughter, um, I had some uh, um, feeding issues, breastfeeding issues, and I used to, and there was a, it was, we were in Boston that at that point, and there was a wonderful, wonderful, she was very known, um, lactation consultant who would come to visit, to do home visits, and I loved her, and I loved when she came, but the bottom line, she didn't really <laughs> teach me anything new. There was nothing. There was something just her presence. She kind of held my hand through that period. And and that was the beauty of, of what she did. There was nothing so amazingly um, profound in, in the message that she had to give me. Or it was mostly her way of just being with me and her smile and her the way she made everything just, you know, simple. And, and many times I feel like that with, um, you know, just having friends who will just hold your hand throughout the process or maybe you will hold somebody else's hand. Um, and it's not enough when it's hard, of course, when it's hard, it's hard. But when you look at it from the outside, I think it's huge just to, To have, and that's and that's another point. And now maybe I'm mixing, but I'll just say it's to have. To me, I think it's to have an audience, to have an audience to your pain and to your misery sometimes, and also audience to your success and to your creativity and to your humor, and just to have an audience in and of itself, I think is. It's huge. At least right. that's what I'm experiencing. So, so you, when you say an audience, uh, is meaning people who are paying attention. It's as opposed to being alone. Yes. And, and, and again, that's something that I, that's something that I'm struggling with. And I wrote it, I, I, I oh, I also wrote it at, at that paragraph that I, I need an audience, but I'm also like, I don't have, I mean, I have my mini mini audiences in the form of you know good friends, but um, but but I'm I, I think that's another one. It, it's another um, controversy that I have that I I need this audience, but I somehow manage to stay away from it. I'm not part of a specific community. I'm not. Um, I don't have like a large network of, you know, of friends or any type of community in that way. You know, I have my good friends here or in Israel, but it's not a lot. I'm not surrounded. And somehow I'm thinking like I'm, I must create it myself. I must, I also need my alone time. So it's, it's a conflict. Mm -hmm, conflict. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's a conflict between on the one hand, your alone time. And on the other hand, the need to have a larger group. Right. And I'm, I'm avoiding the word audience, okay? 
because I'm not sure you and I mean the same thing by audience. So um, it may be the same, but maybe not. Uh, so when I hear audience, um, what it means to me is like somebody is performing uh, on the stage. Right. Uh, and I'll tell you, I know, I mean, in a way that's, uh, that's why I came up with this word because there is something in me that is always very jealous in, in these performance, whether it's dancers or musicians or people who sing and write, uh, write and sing and play music because they get a chance to, to take all these trombolins that they, all these feelings and depths and everything that they have inside, they, they, somehow put it out there on the paper or via music and they get to share it with a large crowd and it's a, it's a it's a form of catharsis so in one way it's very maybe it's very uh vulnerable because they kind of put themselves out there very you know open on the other hand they get all these uh, support and and people who who see them, who hear them, who get inspired by them, whatever. So I think that's it's not by chance that I use the word audience. And of course, I don't mean the part of you know performing no, no, or being no. authentic. The opposite of being very authentic in front of people who see you, who right, hear you. Right. So so I'm, I understand it better now, because what it is is in a way uh, very similar to what we're talking about now, which is to take these thoughts, these feelings, these processes, this inner life, you know, difficult things inside, uh, and instead of being alone with them, uh, to actually express them, and um, that there is a group of people who are listening, uh, who are interested, but also that you have the sense in dealing with them of being supported so that it helps you go, uh, you know, deeper or farther with them than you would when you're just with them. That there is a sense that in a way um, the process is not completed because it's not externalized. It's not shared exactly. in front of a group of people. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's where I'm stuck creatively in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in a way, uh, what I'm hearing there to put all of these things together, and I'm trying to, to summarize it to see how it is, but that sense of, you know, uh, you see yourself as somebody who compared to other people who are more outer-oriented, you're more inner-oriented. Um, and that... Uh, in your own life as well as, you know, your life as a mother, you know, what to do with kids, what to do with the kids you work with, is that, you know, what's that fine line between pushing and letting be, you know, pushing and accepting. Um, and you have a sense that actually it would be really nice, it's not a question of um, you know, just all pushing on the one way or, or letting it be. But you sense that there is a process that needs to be done and that this process is still not completed because what would help you complete it is if actually you could express it, you know, in front of a group, uh, and, and that's what would make the, you know, the way the, the process be complete because 
you getting it out and you feeling supported by the group helps for it to come about. And then, you know, there's a sense of completion. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. There is, um, you know, there is a, a sense with me that um, it's almost like I tend to surround myself in a, in a bubble and so many things happen between me and myself <laughs> in that bubble and everything that I shoot out because it's contained in a bubble gets back to me the same way and there is no um there's no feedback system there's no bouncing off of somebody else's thoughts or feelings or whatever and that's where i get stuck just with myself and there is no kind of there's no ventilation and there is no uh you know back and forth and and growing that can potentially come out of it yeah yeah, yeah. But it's exactly what you described so so it's not just that there is a support there, but it's also something that's nurturing, that's feeding, that's adding something else. Because instead of you being in a bubble of your own, there is also some other stuff, you know, right. that comes from inside and that feeds you and brings more than just what there is inside. Right, right, right. Yeah. So as we're describing it this way, again, I'm coming back to the question you had at the beginning, which is, you know, is this something, you know, for, about the writing and so on? So is this something that inspires you to write or not? Or, you know, or what's what might be missing? Or um, It definitely inspires me. Just like I feel that I, I don't know where where I would begin or or where to take it. I think I, I wrote a lot about all of these things, but it's in Hebrew. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, I wouldn't know where to begin or where to take it or what's the. So my suggestion, by the way, is that the starting point is, you know, like that very simple sentence. I don't know where to begin. You know, and the second sentence could be, I'm realizing that actually one of my big issues is uncertainty and not knowing. And so the third sentence could be, Wait, I have to take it down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm seriously writing it down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I'm sending it to you, but never mind. It's, it's okay. It's true. My big issue is dealing with uncertainty. And what was the, fir- the third one? And therefore, I'm right in the middle of what I want to write about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty. But it's yours. Well, you know, again, if it inspires you and it works for you, great. But it's a it's a suggestion on where to you know of a way to start. It's a good it's a great start. Um but the the like where I'm trying to take it is again is um what sustains me. Mm-hmm. This is part of the Active Pause podcast. To see more and subscribe to the newsletter, go to 
activepause.com.